Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Psyche Podcast. Uh, You're here with me Hannah. How is everyone's December going? So we are halfway through the festive period. Uh, We're just over a week or so out from Christmas. Actually, when this comes out, (laughs) possibly only a week out. So I hope that everyone is doing okay, that you are enjoying the festive period and everything that comes with it, that you are spending time with your loved ones, if that is something you're inclined to do, but that you're also having time for yourself and looking out for yourself because this is a period that can be very stressful, can be overwhelming because there are so many expectations around where we should be, what we should be doing, gift giving, spending time with family and the pressures around that. So I really encourage you to take micro recharges as and when you can and to look after yourself because this is a time to enjoy. It's a time for connection. It's not a time to get yourself really stressed and worked up. It's a time when when we're often having time off work if we're able to do so and ideally refreshing and then getting ready for a new year and a new decade. So enjoy it but do look out for yourself as well. So today's episode the final episode of the first season of Psyche. So I really want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening along to this season. Hopefully you have found it useful and informative, inspirational, empowering, all those things that we're aiming to give you each week. And this week's episode is a slightly different one because it's a strategy roundup. So we're going to go through all of the previous episodes and just share with you the strategies, the tips that either have been given to you by me or by our guests, just for a little bit of a boost, things to think about uh, possibly as you're going through this festive period or for the new year, because it is a time when we naturally start to think about what we want to achieve, what our intentions are, that kind of thing. Um, And if you're feeling in that reflective or intention setting space, then I'd encourage you to listen to episode 13, last week's episode, where we did a year review and set some intentions for the new year. And I'd encourage you to do the same if that's the headspace that you're in. Uh, So we're going to start off all the way back in September with our first ever episode. And as I've been listening back to these, I can really see how how the podcast has grown in that time. You know, the sound quality is not so clear, although hopefully... um, you can hear me okay because there's quite loud rain in the background um but the sound quality is not so clear um and if you've ever listened to yourself back you'll hear these vocal repetitions that you have so do apologize for all the times I um and ah and say you know um (laughs) things like that and kinder it's something that I have been working on reducing And also possibly editing out slightly. I think that's part of the growth of podcasting, isn't it? Of of listening to things and reflecting. Episode one was was just me talking about the whole why of psyche podcasts and psyche coaching. So 
there is only one short takeaway from that, but let's have a little listen to it. Have a little think for yourself what your why is. It's something that can be quite tricky to start thinking about because it's such a broad thing trying to figure out your purpose or the kind of reason for doing something. But just open your mind to the question and kind of see what comes through because actually it's a really useful activity I think and um, I found it really valuable to actually sit and think about for me what what that why is what the aim is. So quite short and sweet um, but something that I think is a really really useful activity to do and definitely one that is very very relevant to the current time of year and the headspace that people tend to be in at this time of year. Uh, So moving on to the second podcast where we were joined by Natalie Christina, and we talked all about desire and bringing more desire into your life. And I definitely would recommend that episode if that's something that you're working on at the moment. So these are Natalie's takeaway tips. So, okay, I think that the one that I have been really (laughs) latching on to lately is being aware when we get swept up into analysis. So when we are, and like we've, we've touched on, um, seeing when we're using language to talk about something as opposed to being present for the experience. And so talking about, you know, making the lists, it felt aligned, it did, you know, whatever. Um, and using that language, even the mindfulness language, mm-hmm. to bring it back to our actual experience and what it's feeling like. And so I think kind of like a, you know, a, a three-step process would be to identify when we are going through that analysis. So when our process about a specific thing that's come up is solely between our ears and it's all repeating language that we've heard in social media or in the wellness community, take note of that. And if there's a certain word that keeps repeating, um, label where that comes up in your body. So if it's feeling that way, where is it sitting? And even just taking the time to write that out on paper, um, because it absolutely might be that this thing that has come up is aligned for you or is your truth. And then we can start to kind of build up a a repertoire, if that's the right word, of Mm -hmm. the sensations that for us mean we are living in alignment and living authentically Um, so that eventually we don't necessarily need to move through that analysis and the thoughts and that somewhat of a spiral. And we can just, the instant we feel that way, we know, and we can move forward from that. And, Mm -hmm. And that's how I think people talk about living intuitively. I would say that kind of is for me at least, how that presents itself is being able to feel into that first thought and know that that is my truth and that's the way that I need to go. And I think you had some really good, um, throughout this sort of strategies about that, connecting to the body. And I think for me, I'm going to add something to the toolbox as well. Yeah, let's do Um, it. (laughs) Which is that thinking about that piece, more peaceful and less peaceful, because I think that is a really powerful, you know, thing to think about. And that sort of coming back to I just I like to think about that kind of being okay. And I think lots of people get caught up on like being happy. And I'm not saying it's wrong to strive for happy, but I think try and fixate on being happy all the time. It's not achievable. And I just want to be okay, that kind of centered. Um, and I guess that's like a, my word for being peaceful. And so, mm-hmm. you know, using that sort of thing to think about, am I feeling more or less peaceful? If I've um, done something or gone somewhere 
do I feel more or less peaceful because of it and sort of using that vocabulary and adding that into my toolbox. So thank you for sharing that. So thank you again to Natalie for coming on the podcast and sharing her thoughts. And moving on to episodes three and four, which I'm going to play back to back. So episode three was about doing something. And it was after I went to see Ruby Wax uh, and guests, her being human um, event. So it's reflecting on that. And then there is a mindset shifting activity that is good for adults and children inspired by the film Inside Out. So let's have a little listen to those. I listen to a lot of different podcasts because they can all meet a different kind of interest or a different need or sometimes just come at something from a slightly different angle which can be interesting or maybe help you understand something that you're struggling to get your head around or you know I always think about when I played roller derby learning to skate um and particularly for the minimum skills I really struggled with this one particular aspect something called sticky skating if you are um, a skater I just couldn't get it and then someone else explained it to me in a different way and suddenly it clicked and I think it's healthy to absorb information from different sources because we all have different takes on things from our own personal experience and our own personal interpretations so you know I will recommend other podcasts because I think there is value in listening to lots and lots of podcasts reading different books or watching things TED talks are great as well um I'm doing a course at the moment a counseling and listening skills course and uh, someone made a point about not just kind of consuming knowledge to have it or to have read a book but that actually doing something with it and engaging with it and learning from it putting something into practice I think that's really important to reflect on things that you're reading or things that you're hearing and kind of how they make sense for you or you know what you can implement from them this is a, a kind of strategy you can use to start thinking about mindset um, and to help your children start thinking about it a bit as well the Disney film Inside Out have you seen it if you haven't then this probably won't make that much sense to you for one uh, but two I would just definitely definitely recommend that you watch it anyway I just think it's a really really nice I don't know analogy representation of the kind of mindset the mind memories in a way personality so that's the first step if you haven't seen it definitely watch it in the film Riley the girl you're kind of seeing things from her perspective but you're also seeing her mind and the kind of control tower if you like uh, and the person who's usually in control of the mind is joy uh, and so joy is one of the emotions along with fear sadness disgust and anger so we've got five emotions at that point um, and so this is one of the reasons I quite like it because it's quite a simplified version. You know, we've got so many emotions that we could be experiencing. Uh, the feeling wheel is a really, really useful resource to think about naming emotions. But I think to start with that kind of recognizing them, simple is quite a good way into it. Um, and particularly again for children. So for Riley, this young girl, Joy is running the show. Because Joy is in the driving seat, that is like the lens through which she's seeing the world. So the things that she's seeing, things she's experiencing, she's interpreting them through that joyful mindset. And I think out of those five emotions, so joy, sadness, fear, disgust, and anger, 
we probably want to have joy in the driving sometimes it's going to be appropriate for other emotions to step in but most of the time we want to be in a place of joy and having that be the way that we view the world but in the film spoiler uh situations transpire where joy and sadness kind of get lost from the uh, control tower and so we have fear disgust and anger running the show and so as i said all emotions serve a purpose but you know these tend to be emotions that we view as negative um, and you can probably kind of imagine the way that things go having those emotions in control and think about when a situation happens uh, when there's an argument how that's interpreted if we've got anger in the driving seat if we've got fear so if i'm arguing with my parents and anger is in charge maybe it's everything's so unfair but just yeah that pure kind of rage and anger why are they treating me like this why don't they understand me whereas fear might have more of that feeling unloved or unworthy in some way or what have i done wrong so kind of more internalizing and disgust might just not be interested in that at all and the whole thing be disgusting the the kind of the way to use this so we've got got our emotions and we're thinking about who is in control who is in the driving seat and that's the lens through which you're interpreting things so if you think about an event think about a situation uh, maybe someone has you know done something at work or someone someone's cut you up when you're driving classic example that can make us so angry but really the other person they've just carried on on their way they're not fussed about it we're the one that's stressing ourselves out about it. So if anger is in the driving seat, how am I reacting? <laughs> Probably with some very colourful language. Uh, you know, real anger at that person. They're an idiot. What are they thinking? That kind of thing. And then what about fear? If you put fear in the driving seat, then maybe I'm thinking about all the things that could have happened. If another car had come around the corner, um, if there had been an accident, you know, I wouldn't be able to get home, what would happen to the dog, what would happen to all of this. Um, if disgust was in the driving seat, you know, maybe how can people like that be on the road? It's a disgrace, uh, that kind of thing. And then sadness, maybe I'm upset. Maybe it's, it's hurt my feelings that this person has cut me up and have been inconsiderate. And then if joy <laughs> is in the driving seat, now, I mean, this is a tricky one because I don't think Joy is going to be especially happy uh, that someone has cut, cut you up. I think maybe it's difficult to see a positive. Um, but, you know, something I've been trying, rather than getting upset or annoyed um, at other people on the road when you know, it's not upsetting them, it's just upsetting me and I don't want that kind of negativity. I'm just saying to myself, but to them, like, I wish you happiness, I wish you a good day and then let it go. And so I kind of think that's maybe how Joy would see it, that sort of joyful outlook. It happened, I'm not going to dwell on it, I'm going to let it go. The way to use this is when you're in a situation and maybe anger is the one that's responding or fear. If you can, you maybe take a, take a breath and then try and step back, metaphorically, step back from the situation and think who is in the driving seat right now. And then try putting someone else in the driving seat and seeing what happens, seeing how that changes the way that you understand the situation.
so moving on to episode five, which was me interviewing myself. And this is a short four step strategy you can use to help you to assess your thoughts and to try and get out of those cycles of thinking patterns that we sometimes get stuck in. Um, I've got a little um, thing I use for if you're having thoughts. So first is, um, is it true? So uh, if I'm getting upset that someone, that I've upset someone or that, you know, someone has deliberately done something to upset me, is it true? Like, am I just creating a story in my head that's not the reality of the situation? Um, and if it's not true, then why am I getting upset about it? Uh, so is it true? Is it helpful? So sometimes we think kind of negative stuff about ourselves or we, we kind of obsess over things that it might be true. So it might fit past the first criteria but is it helpful if i um i've just eaten some cake today uh, it was someone's birthday at work and so by thinking well actually i shouldn't have eaten cake or it's not good for me that's true but is it helpful to beat myself up about it no because you know, i ate the cake i enjoyed the cake there's no point then obsessing about it it's not helpful is it kind i think is one because that w- would you say it to a friend and if you wouldn't say it to a friend you know don't say it to yourself like we are so so critical in our heads and so something might be true it might be helpful to hear in some ways but the way I'm delivering it is it kind to myself because I think we should treat ourselves with a bit more self-compassion and just kind of think would I would I say this to a friend in this format and if I did would they still be my friend and if the answer is no then you know you shouldn't be saying it to yourself in that way. And then the last one is, can I do anything about it? So I might be thinking about something I wish I did differently. Maybe it's true. Maybe it is helpful to think about it. Maybe it is kind. But if I can't do anything about it now, it's in the past, I've kind of you know, learned a lesson from it or whatever, and I'm just going over and over and over and over something that I can't do anything about, then what's the point? I'm just getting worked up or in this cycle unnecessarily I can't do anything about it so it's I need to let it go I need to sort of take the lesson from it move on and I think it's that it's not you know it's that classic saying isn't it it's not the kind of things it's the way we react to them that is the issue the kind of thoughts that we have and that affects how we feel and and all of that um and we sort of stay going over and over and over something oh I shouldn't I shouldn't have said that I shouldn't have done that what do they think of me and you know rather than thinking okay so maybe I was tired and I was abrupt and I snapped at someone. I shouldn't have done that. I've apologised. I need to be more mindful if I'm tired that I don't snap at people because it's not fair on them and then I feel bad, etc. So lesson learned. If I then keep going over and over and over and over on this thing that that you know that hap- it happened, I've sort of dealt I've dealt with it as best I can by apologising to the person, explaining what happened. I've taken a lesson from it. Like what? purpose does it serve to keep going over and over over the fact that I shouldn't have done this thing so yeah so is it true is it kind is it helpful can you do anything about it and if not then you, you know let it go move on next up we have some tips from Sarah Jane Perrett who was another amazing guest that we had on the podcast and I would definitely recommend that episode episode six where we talked all about vulnerability imposter syndrome um, and all that kind of stuff so over to Sarah. Number one, stop judging. Drop the judgment. Um, drop, ju- drop judging yourself first. Get to know yourself. 
even the dark bits that you're not very attracted to, make peace with them. Because when you're at peace with you, then you can be more compassionate, kind and understanding and peaceful with others outside of you. That's the biggest thing. Learn to like yourself, build your self-worth, nurture yourself. Um, stop being a perfectionist. Stop trying to be perfect. It is not a human condition to be perfect. We're, imperf we're perfectly imperfect, all of us. And that's what makes us relatable. That's what makes people connect to you. That's what makes us authentic. And remember that other people might be using you as their benefit of affection. They might be looking at you and thinking, oh, I wish I could be like Hannah. She's so great. She's so wonderful. So they might be making themselves feel uncomfortable against you. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, where are you? So accept your, that you're imperfect. You're never going to get it done. You're never going to be finished. You're never going to be healed fully. You're never going to be perfect. Be okay with that. Do you know what, I think if, I, if there was someone that I genuinely thought was completely perfect, I don't think I'd want to be friends with them because it'd be so much pressure. So then why exactly. do I want to be perfect? Because then I'm going to be alone. We all have that person in our lives at some point that has the perfect partner. They look perfect. They are, are polished all the time. Their house is gorgeous. You know, their kids are very well behaved. In my experience, there's usually a lot going on behind that. But how annoying are they? How annoying is that? We're not robots. You know, I want imperfect friends so that I'm not measuring myself against them all the time and we, I can relate to them and, you know, yeah. yes. So stop the perfection. It's not human. We're not robots yet. Um, stop people pleasing. Learn to say no. Set good personal boundaries. You can read up on it, there's loads of stuff online. Um, boundaries are very important. When you say yes to everything, it's because you want to feel liked and connected to other people. You want them to like you and you want them to connect with you. But actually, the opposite can often happen where you say yes to everything, you just can't do it all, and you end up letting people down, and then they will feel angry with you and then they will disconnect from you. So just say no and say, I'm so sorry, no, I can't do that right now. And say it with a beautiful smile on your face and with love and compassion in your heart. You will get respect and more connection from that than saying yes all the time. And the last thing I would say is take the masks off, stop acting. In doing the first thing, where you stop judging yourself and get to know you for you and learn to like yourself and you will learn about yourself, you'll form a relationship, you'll learn about you as a person and who you are at your core, reject that person. It warts and all. And just to rip off those masks, it gets confusing. You forget who you are with one person and another person. You forget what you told one person and another person. It is exhausting when you wear masks. So just drop the act. Do you and do you really well. Next up, I'm joined by my little sister, Mikola, And we had a really interesting chat about mental health and about makeup and all kinds of things uh, so these are her tips the first one i'd say which is kind of stems back to what i was we were talking about earlier with exercise and that is find a form of exercise that you enjoy mm -hmm. 
that you um, can see yourself doing for the rest of your life. You don't have to do it every day, but you can do it every day. You can do it a couple of times a week. Just something that you really enjoy doing. It might be a bit hard to do at first, but something that afterwards you're like, oh yeah, that was great. I feel really good. I'm really looking forward to going again because that, you know, it immediately sends endorphins to your brain and it just is a great thing to do and it's good for your mind and your body. Mm-hmm. Um, to would be to um it's again it's kind of along the lines of finding things to do but rather than exercise more like um for your like mental state for your mental well-being find something you enjoy like for example grandma used to like really enjoying crosswords Mm -hmm. um or it might be that you like reading um or it might be you i don't know um just enjoy like reading articles online reading about science reading about technology it could be something that you have nothing to do with in your daily job just something that interests you um that is kind of mentally stimulating in a different way to work brings you joy yeah if you will and yeah kind of adding them into your absolutely yeah and again it's something that you don't have to do on a daily basis but just kind of doing multiple times a week particularly if you're feeling like um you're not in a great mindset is something that you can think right okay let's go get my book and just you know sit down read a chapter have a hot chocolate or a glass of wine mm-hmm. um and just sit there and read and just forget about everything around you and just kind of be somewhere else mm-hmm. um in that moment of time um number three this is more of like an other people one mm-hmm. i think but it kind of, again, it stems back to what we were discussing earlier. I think a really important thing is if someone approaches you saying that they are maybe feeling a certain way and it's not a very good way that they're feeling because of any reason. It might not be, it might be some of the ones that we said earlier, which are things that people are discussing. Or it might be that they like maybe confide in you about something. They've got a more severe um, mental illness. But rather than saying, oh, well, we all have you know we all have things that are difficult or oh life's hard for everyone or any of these really kind of silly little comments that we tend to just say just taking like a few minutes out of your time to just sit there and be a friend and just say okay what well what is it that is you're really finding difficult at the minute what is the thing like do you know what the thing is and either just sitting there and listening to them if it's just that they want to listen or even just like you know discussing with them what's the problem how like have you tried doing some things and maybe just giving them some advice because it's quite belittling in a way to how they're feeling isn't it exactly you're kind of diminishing like your feelings don't matter yeah that's the that's the thing you're saying like who said your feelings matter to me that's yeah yeah. and if they if they are a friend or even a colleague then it's just i think it's just a really nice positive thing to say because also then when you're in a position and you know you're maybe feeling a certain way if you've said to them oh well you know we're all feeling this then if you go to them to ask them for advice they're probably not really going to want to help (laughs) but if you sit there and spend five ten minutes even you know a couple of minutes just trying to make them feel positive or just listening to them or just you know asking them what they've tried and any little questions like that then actually if you're then feeling that way like in a year or two down the line then they're going to want to really try and help you because they'll remember that you tried to help them Mm. and it's something that you won't appreciate until you need it Mm. and actually then you'll be like thinking oh thank god I like you know I was actually not a 
it's good that I was not horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun uh, catching up with my sister and having a chat on the podcast. Uh, but moving on to episode nine, and we were joined by Mackenzie Costley, who is a nutritional freedom coach. And so that was a topic that we discussed quite a lot on the episode. So here are her tips. Uh, first and foremost, we definitely talked about it. Gratitude journal. I can't stress it enough. Again, I started back in 2012 and every single day I'm writing down two to three things that I'm grateful for every single day. And it doesn't, sometimes it's not something extravagant. Sometimes it's the roof over my house or the warmth or I mean, yesterday it snowed. So I was grateful that it snowed because I was giving, given this chance and this opportunity to see snow, to see mother nature do its thing. And I don't want to have those moments pass me by. Um, as for the second one, I would have to say to get moving. I, you know, it goes back to dancing or maybe some activity or exercise, going for a walk, trying out a new class, whatever you can do to get out of your mind and into your body. That's going to have such great effects on your overall quality of life because being stuck in your mind is not a fun place to be sometimes. So being able to move and break it up and transfer that energy elsewhere, again, it's just going to truly transform your life. And I would say the third one is journaling. I love journaling. I journal about everything and anything. Um, I do a lot of future pacing and practicing gratitude in my journal practice. So even if I'm not sure what I want to journal about for that day, because I do morning pages every single day, like I will start out like I am grateful for whether it's happened or not. Sometimes I'll say things that I don't even have yet, but it's just putting that into my mind that I am capable. It's just programming that for when it does come. I'm basically manifesting it. Thank you again to Mackenzie for joining us. And episode 10 was another amazing guest. And this time it was Anna Marie Watson, who is a performance coach and ultra runner. And we talked about running quite a lot on this episode. Um, and I definitely felt really inspired after our talk. So here are her tips for you. I, I do think that if we all spend more time in nature, it would improve um our our life um there was some research done in i think it was finland and the optimum time per month to be spent in nature or like the minimum is is five hours so like a minimum of five hours a month get outside and be in nature and within nature you know i know that a lot of us live within very built-up environments there is still nature in there somewhere um whether it's like a park um you don't have to be traipsing off to the outer hebrides for some remote wilderness though i do encourage that as well from time <laughs> to time for as a proper retreat but ultimately kind of get yourself out um in in nature and just have that element of movement um within your life we all spend far too much time attached to computers be that 10 12 14 hours um a day and actually how is that affecting our posture um and how is that from a longer term basis um bringing kind of irregularities within you know your lower back and your shoulders and your neck where do you hold where do you where do you kind of manifest stress a lot of people that's kind of like in the neck or in the top of the back or in the lower back 
Um, so it's kind of having that element of movement, um, whether that is running or swimming or whether it's something more like yoga. Um, and we, I know that, you know, you, you've kind of did your qualification earlier this year and yoga is something that I've embedded within my life over the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, you know, movement is really impo- important. And that's where I used to go to, you know, relax and recharge. Though for me, yoga it's embracing stillness to recharge and discovering the power of breath and breath work as well is just transformational. Yeah. And the lessons that I learned from my yoga practice, be that in the um, asanas or the pranayamas to then take back into my running, to take back into my coaching conversations as well. And I had an amazing conversation with a client recently around yin and yang and the complementary of the two. And actually, you know, it's the cycle you need both. And a lot of us are lacking on the yin. So how can you generate that yin within your life? Um, so, yeah, we've kind of gone movement, nature, a bit of yoga. Um, and I do, I think it comes back to, you know, you want to nourish, you know, nourish, nourish your body, mind and soul. Um, ultimately, I kind of, what are you, what are you fueling yourself with? Whether that's from like a physical basis as of what you're actually putting in your mouth. Is it, you know, genuine real food or is it some form of Franken food that you look at the label and you don't actually recognize half of what's on it? What are you, um, you know, fueling your mind with? What are you reading? Who are you surrounding yourself with? You know, when you look at the closest people that you spend time with, you know, what are they like? Because you can read a lot about a person as to who they spend time with. You know, what are their attitudes like? How positive are they? How do they inspire you? How do you inspire them? Because ultimately it's like, it's a two-way thing. and I I'm constantly inspired by my clients um and from my running perspective you know I get some really kind feedback saying that oh you know you've inspired me to you know go and do a marathon or an ultra race or something and I'm ultimately doing just I'm just as inspired by the person who's doing it it's like we can all strive to be better together and like lift each other up there's enough to go around and it's about having that mindset of collaboration mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of scarcity and competition because that's not what it's about. So episode 11 was a solo episode from me talking about burnouts and giving some tips for if you are feeling overwhelmed and if you're getting close to experiencing burnout. One learn to recognize your own personal flags. What are the warning signs that you are getting overwhelmed? Learn to recognize them so that you can be proactive and take steps to backtrack from that cliff edge, if you like. Number two, rest. Find ways for you in your day-to-day life that you can get some of that mental energy back, that you can stave off some of that exhaustion. It might be doing activities that energize you. It might be having micro naps um, or having just down days planned in. But find a way that works for you to refresh and recharge. And then three, if you are starting to feel that you are getting close to that burnout, then clearing your schedule and having a longer period of rest and recharging. And it might feel like you can't do that. There's too much on. But you know, if you keep pushing, if you keep going and you keep building up that stress, then something that maybe would be a week off, two weeks off to recharge, could become six months needed. 
So that old cliche about the uh, the oxygen mask on the aeroplane, that needing to look, look after yourself to be there for other people. And if you run yourself into the ground, you can't be there for other people and you can't be there for yourself. And on a slightly different note from that, episode 12 was me talking about joy and how you can add more joy into your life. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll know that joy is one of my buzzwords and we've been running our hashtag joyful journey challenge throughout December. So how can you add more joy into your life? Here are some tips. Thinking about things that bring you that sense of pleasure, that sense of happiness. Uh, I've talked about my pup pup uh, countless times. Um, but I also had other moments or have other moments of joy in my life. I saw some really dear friends um, on Saturday and spending time with them. And, oh, you know, when I'm with them, I'm very much in the moment and just experiencing them and being with them. Um, we had some lovely food um, and dessert brought by um, by friends. And yeah, it was just really joyful being there with them, being in the moment and having that sense of connection. So that connection with friends, with family, with people who are important to you, or even just general connection with other people, that real deep sense of connection, of being seen, of being heard, is something that can bring us pleasure and can bring us that sense of joy. So that's one. It could be through things that you do, through hobbies. So I was tutoring and my student is very much into crafting and it's something that, that brings him joy, that brings many people joy and it's something that I am definitely feeling inspired to do more of. Um, I got a beautiful pair of gloves for Christmas knitted from a friend and and it's just, I mean, they're beautiful, so that's that's really nice in itself uh, and useful. But also, I think the the fact that effort has gone into creating them, that, that a friend has cared enough to create something from nothing, basically, for me, is a really nice, touching thing. It feels more special. And so the idea of being able to do that, to share with other people... Is, is something that I'm inspired to do but also is something that I think people find real joy in because it's it's something that brings pleasure in and in and of itself so um I have tried to learn to knit before my mum knits my uh, mother-in-law knits uh several friends knits um and my friend who gifted me the gloves has tried to teach me before uh, but she's left-handed so I was learning to knit left-handed which I suppose if you learn a certain way that's the way you learn so but I haven't to be honest stuck with it enough to really learn it uh so I'm gonna I think I'm gonna dabble in crochet um and try out that for a craft uh, in the new year so I will uh keep you updated on how that gets on how that goes and but that's another example of something that could bring you joy maybe you find joy in what you do for a career which is fab if you do, if you found something that brings you pleasure. And and it might not be that it does all the time. I think every job, every career, no matter how how much it lights you up, there are going to be times when it doesn't. And I think that's normal. So um, 
And there's also, um, I saw a post on Instagram for the hashtag joyful journey about appreciating a beautiful sunrise. So I think, again, when we're really busy, we don't take the time to appreciate the beauty that is around us. And I think stopping and pausing, getting outside, getting into nature can be a real source of joy. I know for me, when I've been wild swimming, that does bring me so much joy. Uh, For you, it could be running, it could be cycling, it could be walking or hiking, dancing, anything like that. So recognizing these things that you enjoy. And and if you're sitting there thinking, well, I, I don't really have anything like that in my life that brings me joy. I'm working um, or I'm you know, looking after the home, the family or studying or, you know, whatever you've got going on. Think back to when you were younger and what you did that you enjoyed when you were a child. Because I think a lot of us um, maybe were, were very arty or musical. We tried so many different things. We played. And as we get older, we feel like we need to get serious. We can't, we can't do that stuff anymore. We've got to focus on getting a job or whatever. And then we let, it, we let those things go. But why can't you do those things? And if, if painting brought you joy when you were younger, paint. You know, it doesn't have to be as a career. It can just be something that brings you joy that you just do for the pure enjoyment of it. And now moving on to episode 13, which was the last full episode of this season, where I did a year review and set intentions for 2020. So it's just a final thought, which isn't actually about (laughs) reviewing the year or intentions, but it was just a key thing uh, from the podcast episode that I thought I'd leave you with. I think actually figuring out what it is that I want to be doing, what I'm meant to be doing, my purpose, whatever you want to call it. And really letting go of some of that fear of what what could go wrong and being willing just to give it a go, to take a risk and give it a shot. And um, I've really developed this idea of experimental living, of treating life like an experiment and just giving it a go and seeing what happens. Um, And so that's very much what's happening. And trying not to let the fear of doing something stop stop me from starting. Um, and one of the things that I found really helpful with this is when um, when you've got a big goal, and for me, the, the big goal is to work completely for myself, coaching, ultimately counseling as well, have the podcast, have my blog, etc, etc. That is quite a big step from where I am now and thinking about it in that way is quite overwhelming and this is this is an idea that I I heard somewhere on a podcast I can't credit the person I heard it from because I honestly don't remember I just internalized the message but I'm going to share it with you because I think it's really valuable to hear and that is rather than focusing on that end goal which is really overwhelming at times to think you know, how do I get from here to there it's just thinking about the next step that you're going to take what is the next thing to do so for example if you want to change your job 
and you maybe you want to move into a completely different industry or retrain and that might seem that it's really far off and it's really hard to do but maybe the next thing you can do is get an application form for a role or get a prospectus for the course that you're interested in and that's a really achievable step and once you've done that then what is the next thing to do is it to speak to someone about the course or to go and have a look around or to complete the application form and by just thinking about what is the next thing to do it's helping to break it down into manageable steps and not be so overwhelming and I still think about my goals for Psyche And it does feel overwhelming and thinking about how do I get from where I am to there? How do I grow the podcast? How do I build up the coaching and the online course? But by thinking about just what is the next step from where I am now, it it just makes it much more achievable and less fearful and less daunting. Um, And then I think, you know, you're more likely to take that step because it is less fear inducing. So that's it. That is our roundup episode. I hope that you found it interesting going over all of those different bits of advice, different tips and strategies, some related to specific topics, some more general. Um, But this is an episode that you can just come back to anytime you need some inspiration, you need to feel empowered and have some strategies that you can use. And it's definitely something that I'm going to come back to and listen to again and again. And I just think it's a really nice place for us to end this first season of the Psyche Podcast. So I want to say thank you to all of the guests that we've had on. To Natalie, Sarah, my sister Michaela, Mackenzie, Anna-Marie. Thank you so, so much for joining us for this first season. And I'm already lining up some amazing guests for the second season which will be back in the new year i hope you have an amazing christmas and new year i hope you connect with the people that are important to you in your life i hope you also connect with yourself and take time for yourself uh, so that you can recharge during this festive period and really hit 2020 running (laughs) um I'm laughing because that is actually one of the things I'm going to be doing in 2020. Um, but that is something that we will talk about in the new year. So thank you for being with us through this first season. Just a reminder that you can connect with us on social media. And in a moment you'll hear the normal outro with all those details. But what I do want to just say is that our website is now updated, up and running www.psyche.co.uk psyche p-s-y-k-h-e so please check that out and get in touch and have an amazing amazing christmas thank you for all of your support thanks again to my guests and we will see you in the new year in the new decade and for a new season take care bye So that's everything for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed everything that's been talked about today and we would love to carry on this discussion. So please feel free to tweet us your views, 
your thoughts, any questions you have for future episodes. Um, And we're on all social media platforms. So feel free to follow us wherever you go for your social media fix. And uh, we will be back next week with more interesting topics and discussions. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do share it with your family and friends or anyone that you think would benefit from it. And please rate and review wherever you've downloaded it from so it can reach more people. We hope you have an awesome week and we're looking forward to chatting to you again next week. Bye. Bye.